The song said, He's the master. No, really, you have to say what the song said. That the singer of the song says, You're the master. And that's something that we can say unto the God. God, you're the master of everything. You know, it's good to make God the master of our good days. But you know what? Let's make Him the master of our bad days. Let's make Him the master of our hard days. And you know, I've got a secret. And it's from Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Paul let me in on a secret. If God is your master, the Bible says, and we know. There's something I know. That all things work together for good. When he's the master of everything, say, preacher, but I'm having a bad day. But the master is working it together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know that master works everything together for good. God's got something going on. So if you're having a crazy day, say, master, I don't know what ingredient this is. But it's part of a recipe for a blessing. God's got a recipe for a blessing in our lives. Say, okay, that must be the salt. That must be, you know, the horseradish. But you know what? I'm just going to put that aside, God. You're going to put that in my recipe. He's going to be making some Holy Ghost chocolate chip cookies in just a moment. I'm going to let God do what God does best. Amen. God has a blessing. Reverend, God bless you as you come. I'm going to spray this off and make it sanitize somewhat. Preach what God laid on your heart, sir. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your giving. Good to see Chris again. Amen. Amen. Good to see Misa and, of course, with David and Rachel. Good to see Natasha again. Amen. I met met you all the last time. Y'all know you don't remember me because I only have a face that a mother can love. (laughs) I only have a face that a mother can remember. (laughs) Amen. That's what I was saying. But praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But it's good to be here. I want to thank you. Thank you very much for your giving. You know, it said, preach what the Lord lays on your heart. You know, sometimes in preaching and serving God, a lot of times you don't know, but you pray and say, God, you know their hearts. Yes, sir. You know their hearts, and and God, you know the needs. And, you know, God has our best interests at heart Hmm. tonight. Amen. Amen, sir. He loves us. He cares about us. And I was sharing with uh, uh, Chris, not Chris, Spencer, sharing with Spencer earlier how that I was out today. We had lunch with Reverend Sister Gray before they left. And I went back. I just like to, you know, invite people out to church. So I'm walking around close to the hotel and this apartments area. And I'm saying, God, God, give me somebody. Line me up with somebody. Amen. Talk to, invite to church. Get maybe to come to church. And uh, so I'm walking along. Not, and I, I did knock on a few doors, but then I stopped. And I was just walking. And as I'm walking, right, as I'm walking, and as I walk maybe a couple steps on the sidewalk past this door, this lady opened the door. And I said, hey, invite y'all to church. Invite y'all to church and everything. I said, I was just praying. God, help me, leave me somebody, leave me somebody. And, you know, she said to me, she said, did you knock on my door? I said, no. And this is the good part. I said, well, I'm going to invite you out. She said, you gave me a card the other day. I said, I did? Wow. I said, where? Oh, no. And then I said, oh. And, I, and the Lord brought it to my mind. No, it had to be him. I said, Amanda, right? She said yes. Wow. Praise God. That's and but the, the what really what really stood out was that I was praying and talking to God. God lead me, mm-hmm. right? God is so real. It's the things like that that yes, really makes you just want to keep serving God. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. And so, but when she said, Did you knock on my door? She heard a knock. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Brother Love. Mm-hmm. 
It was God knocking on her door. Yes, you know, tonight, I used to preach a message. I don't know if I preach it here. The uninvited guest. That's right. Jesus comes to our door of our heart. He's knocking. Yes. And he wants to come in. You didn't invite him to come, but he's coming. He wants to yes. knock at your door tonight. Yes. So why don't we just slip up our hands and thank Lord, God for helping us, loving us. Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, your concern for us. For us, God. You care for us. And Lord, I thank you for your love, your mercy. And Lord, let your heart be on display tonight for your glory. Be thou magnified. Be thou magnified tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for your giving. And may the Lord bless you. So we're in Luke chapter 4. I love this. At church Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Thursday already. Amen. Amen. We got church Friday night. It's not the devil's night. It's God's night. Yes. Saturday night is not the devil's night. It used to be when I was serving the devil. I was out there, you know, doing it. Don't bump no more. But I don't do that. Don't bump no more. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. I just go to church. I got saved. Oh, hallelujah. Now I do a little dance every once in a while in church. Amen. Amen. Lord. God is good. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And I want to begin reading tonight in verse 14. Verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And I like to use verse 18, part of verse 18 for my text tonight. You know, we see prophecy being fulfilled from Isaiah 61 verse 1. You know, Jesus was there fulfilling prophecy. Amen. But he had some good news. Yes. Because he was already prophesied. He's going to give him some good news. Amen. Amen. We're ready for some good news tonight. Amen. Amen. So the Bible tells us, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hmm. And tonight, I want to preach on a message titled, Good News. Hmm. Jesus is here to lift you up. Amen. Amen. Good news. Jesus is here to lift you up. Let us pray. Pastor, please stand and pray, sir. Lord, we're thankful for your lifting hand, your lifting word, your lifting spirit. And one day, be it the will of the Lord, if we are alive and remain, it will be the lifting rapture of your church. Lord, let us set our sights on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. God, you know, for the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross. And despise the shame. And now you're, sit, you're at the right hand of the Father, seated in glory. We glorify you. We ask that this message 
would glorify you and ask that your glory would rest on men and women who accept you into their lives. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good news. Also, good news. I use the title. Good news for the needy. Amen. The needy. You know, poor and needy, they go hand in hand. You know, a lot of times you think it's not have enough money. It is. That's part of it. But I'm glad all you people here have enough money. Praise God. Amen. Even if you don't come to church, just, you know, just put in a penny or two, whatever. Pinch some pennies. Amen. You know, know the deal. But uh, poor and needy go hand in hand. Meaning, not having enough money, not having enough food, not having enough clothing to live properly, but also meaning to be destitute. Needing a lot of attention. How many ever felt like they need a lot of attention? I like this part. It's going to get quiet. You're like the wife. She needs attention. Hello. She needs you to just listen. Not you do all the talking. I told you I, was, I, told you I like this part. That's right. I've been married before. My mother says, sit down. Let's just, let's just talk. Ah, uh, yes. Let's just talk. Can we just talk? And we know what they're saying. Can you just listen to me a moment? Yes, sir. Give me some attention. Well, I'm tired. I've been working all day long. And, uh, hey, that's your life. Blame it on Adam. Blame Adam. Not, on, not on that Adam. But Adam, but that Adam too. But the Adam, the first Adam. Not that Adam. Forgot your name was Adam, but praise God. <laughs> Attention, affection, amen. Because some people like that. They they like having uh, that affection. They on, they yes, like sir. having that. Uh, they have a lack of that emotional support because we are emotional creatures, amen. And I'm glad that there's a God that knows that we are in the God that can feel what we're going through amen. and knows what we're going through, and He wants to help us, amen. Yes, amen. amen. I'm glad tonight, that's why we need Jesus. I said, that's why each of us need Jesus. Amen. Mm. No, David knew, I need the Lord. Mm. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Yes. Amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I should not want. I was like that, and I was looking at this man. He was writing something, a commentary. He was saying, I should have no lacking in proper care for my life. And consequently, no craving for anything more. Mm. And I'd like to add this. I have no craving for anything more that would take me out of the will of God. Amen. Amen. Because I know it's God's will to bless me and to be blessed beyond measure. Because the Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. When you take pleasure in doing what's right, God will bless you day and night. Amen. Oh, yes, he will. God cares. God cares. Amen. I want to share something real quick before we go on. There are multitudes of people that are in need tonight, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. And there is a God that sees and cares. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, the Bible says, But when he, speaking of Jesus, saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Just think about that for a moment. He was moved. He was stirred. He was concerned. 
And he wanted to do something. Why? Because the Bible says, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You know, you may not be a preacher tonight, but Jesus needs you to be concerned for others. Amen. Jesus needs you to invite others and bring others to the house of God. Amen. Amen. Because God can help them. I like this. I always pray, I say, God, I don't know what these people need. But Lord, your heart, you have a big heart. And I'm just a vessel and just a channel. I know that you can do something through this vessel as I yield myself to you. I've come to find out it's not always a shouting. Sometimes God really wants to slow it down. Amen. Slow it down. Wait a moment. Amen. Let it sink in. Listen for a moment. I said, God, help me to start listening better. So I do a lot of talking. <laughs> I'm telling you, I do a lot. I had somebody tell me one time, you talk too much. I said, then I had somebody tell me, my daughter-in-law told me, you talk too much, Dad. <laughs> then my mom told me, you tell everything. You talk. I said, oh, my God. I got this. I said, Lord, will you give me a sign or what? He said, well, preacher, I don't have that problem. <laughs> well, praise God. Pray for the rest of us. But good news, Jesus wants to lift you up. Are you feeling destitute? Are you feeling downcast? Are you feeling a little disappointed? Jesus can raise you up. The Bible says in Psalms 113 verse 7, it says he raised up the poor, the destitute, the needy out of the dust and lifted the needy out of the dunghill, out of the rubbish, out of the decay, out of the filth, whether spiritually, physically, mentally, whatever you're going through, God can raise you up and lift you up. Amen. And tonight I believe that God is going to do it as we open up our heart to him and say, Lord, here am I. Lift me up. Amen. Amen. The phrase, the phrase, the phrase, lift you up. The phrase, lift you up, means to pick or raise someone or something up from some lower place or position. You know, David said, I was brought low, but the Lord helped me. Oh, hallelujah. He's one place that said he brought me out. He brought me out of a pit, a horrible pit. You know, God is able to bring us out of a horrible pit. It doesn't matter what kind of pit it is tonight. God can bring you out. Amen. All you have to do is call on Jesus. He'll bring you out. Amen. Also, the phrase lift you up, it means to make someone feel happier. You know, we need to spend our days endeavoring to make people happier. Amen. Mm. Also means to make them feel more confident Mm -hmm. that they are of great value. Amen. That they matter the most to the one that matters the most, and that's God. Mm. Amen. Jesus ready to lift us out of any depression. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling stressed out, Mm. he's ready to lift you out of it. He's ready to help you. Every second of your life. Amen. Amen. Preachers, sometimes I feel like I got this heartbreak. I got this misery in my life. I feel like my life is falling apart at times. And I'm just an emotional wreck. And I go around and have a pretty smile. But 
and I'm a mess. And I'm tired of just faking it. I remember a lady, a lady uh, in the military, we knew her, and she had went to another place, and we, kept, we stayed in contact even after my wife passed away. And so one day, for whatever reason, I wanted to check on her. And I know it had to be the Lord. And she was having the worst time, the worst time of her life. Mm. To the point I thought she was wanting to just take her life mm. in the military. And she was crying on the phone. She was crying. He said, well, Pastor, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Leave me. Just go. You know, I said, no, I'm not getting off the phone. You at work, you go upstairs and talk to your boss. She was working for a commandant, mm-hmm. someone who's high rank. I said, go upstairs. And so she was walking upstairs, and I heard when she walked in the office, she was crying. And, and she said, and the, the commandant said, what's wrong? And she began to cry. And then when she began to talk to him, that's when I just got off the phone. I pulled away from it because I knew that she was going to get help. Amen. I knew she was going to get help. And then I found out she did get the help. And then she was back in church. Praise God. She made captain. She made captain. She went on because, you see, Jesus knows how to help us. Jesus knows how to put our life back together. But we have to to work with him and work with the preacher. Amen. Amen. She was working with me. I was working with God. And God used that commandant to get her to the hospital and get some help. And then she went back to church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. How many believe that tonight? God is good. And you know, I want to tell you something tonight. The Spirit of the Lord is here tonight. And what the Spirit of the Lord is... There is liberty. Amen. There's freedom tonight. Amen. Yeah. First of all, let's look at this for a moment. For a moment. We all cry at times. We need help and we don't want to fake it. Because that's what she was saying. I'm just tired of faking it. I'm tired of faking it. I'm tired of faking it. You know, you need to get to that place where you're just tired of faking it. Amen. But let's look at this. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, the needy, the gospel. No. Preach the gospel, not gossip. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. We may Amen. get into that in a little bit. To the poor also to preach deliverance. To the captives, those in bondage. The gospel brings good news. I like sharing good news. Amen. Amen. Good news. I like really hearing bad news. I like hearing this one broke up with that one and that one broke up with that one and that one broke up and all this and all that mess, all that drama. I don't need to hear all that drama. Mm. Amen. That's got to be something better to talk about. Amen. That's got to be something better. Amen. I know it is to talk about Jesus. Amen. Let's Amen. magnify the Lord. Be magnified. Amen. Amen. And so the gospel brings good news of deliverance to the destitute, the needy. Listen to this. The Bible says in Psalm 72, verse 12, For he should deliver the needy when he cried, the poor also. David said in Psalm 34, verse 6, he said, This poor man cried to the Lord, and he saved him out of all his troubles. He said, I was in need, and I needed some help. Amen. And God saved me. I think about blind Bartimaeus. He was a beggar down the wayside. He heard that it was Jesus passing by. Amen. He was a poor man and begging and on and on. And then he heard that it was Jesus and he began to cry out and say, Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then the crowd said, Shut up, blind man! Shut up! And that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want you to cry out again. He doesn't want you to keep crying out. I use the priest of message. If at first you don't succeed, cry out again. I mean cry, not try, but cry out again. And that's what blind Bartimaeus did. He said, Jesus! He cried louder. Sometimes you got to get ugly. I said, sometimes you got to get ugly and down to business. You got to stop worrying about being all pretty and all cute. 
And Jesus stood still. Woo! I said he stood still. And he called for the blind man. And guess what that blind man threw away, threw away that, that beggar's garment. You know what he said? I'm not going back. Amen. Amen. What you going to have to do? You got to stop going back to the things that's breaking you. <laughs> Amen. Stop going back to the things that are breaking you. Amen. Amen. Come to Jesus. And Jesus came to Jesus. Jesus, what do you want me to do? He said, Lord, I want to see because he can't open up the eyes of the blind. Oh, those that are spiritually blind, those that are physically blind. Jesus wants to open up your eyes. Amen. And he said, I want to see my sight. And Jesus said, according to thy faith, be it, accord, be, it, be it to you according to thy faith. Guess what? That man began to see. He saw. And guess what he did? He didn't go back. He followed Jesus. Amen. Amen. He followed Jesus. You know, sometimes you feel like no one cares. How many ever felt that way? Come on. David said in Psalms 142 verse 4, he said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Sometimes it's feel that way. No one cares. But God cares. I was over in St. Louis and inviting people out to church. Because I love inviting people to church everywhere I go. Sometimes God will bring them in as wherever I go. It brings right. me someplace, not everywhere I go, but there's some places. It all depends. Sometimes I think it's all depends on the faith of the people that's there. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I go out in faith and I believe God. And God can bring them in because God wants souls to be saved. Yes. And not only does he want yes. souls to be saved, he wants them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And not only does he want them to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but he wants them to grow and learn. Amen. And hello. And be nurtured. Mm-hmm. Can I get a witness? Amen. I always believe this. Believe this with all my heart. You love them right, they'll keep coming. Amen. I said, you love them right, they will keep coming. That's something about love keeps bringing them back. Amen. I said, there's something about that place. There's the love of God because God wants us to have fruit and he wants our fruit to remain. He doesn't want us to diminish. Let me tell you something. He doesn't want us to diminish at all. That's a lie of the devil. Amen. That's a lie of the devil. Amen. Well, God just wants us to know the men. No, God doesn't. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Amen. You know, we got to let Jesus build it. I'm going to believe that Jesus can build it. Amen. He can build it. You see, I'm going to tell you something right now. People are not looking for how much we know. They're looking for how much we love. Because knowledge is puffed up. I'm just going to tell you, knowledge is puffed up. Charity edified. It's charity. He's talking about, he was talking about testimony of Reverend, of Reverend Patterson right here. He's quiet and everything. He's not that quiet, but he's quiet. But, but, uh, but Chris, not Chris, Spencer, I don't know why I want to call you Chris. You look like Chris. I've been wanting to call you Chris all along. <laughs> but Spencer, I know it's Chris over there. But Spencer, it's because he saw something in this man. Amen. We're all different. We all have different personalities. So I, I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to try to be like anybody but Jesus. Mm. There's time in my life, I was, you know, I'm going to be like this one. I'm going to be like this one. I'm going to be like this. I said, God, you know what? I'm going to be Timothy Love and just help me to be what you want me to be. Amen. Help me to be what you want me to be. If they don't like me, then that's their problem. <laughs> I try to make improvements on, on different things in my life, my language and speaking, uh, whatever things and engagements that I have. I try to make improvement. But the, when the bottom line is that, God, I want to have your heart. Amen. Because I know they're looking for love. Not Timothy love, but the love of God, Brother Spencer. Amen. The love of God. Because it's the love of God that covers a multitude of sin. It's the love of God that's going to fix us up the way He wants us to be. Amen. 
man, love never fails. And so I was in St. Louis, this lady, she was uh, had this t-shirt on, and it said, shh, no one cares. Oh, boy. I said, oh, yes, that's my opportunity to invite her to church. I said, let me tell you something. Jesus cares. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. So I invited her to church. I don't know, maybe she came. I don't know if she, if she came since I left or whatever the case may be, but I took an opportunity, and I don't know if I was preaching that night. I may have been preaching that night. I don't know what I was preaching, but I said, Jesus cares. Amen? Amen. I mean, believe that. Amen. And I want to just bring your attention to another place in the Bible real quick, real quick, not going to keep you much longer. But in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, Jesus came to Jerusalem. And there by the sheep market was a pool called Bethesda, meaning house of mercy or house of kindness. You know, people in general are looking for mercy and kindness. In general, they are. They're looking for mercy and kindness. Amen. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When you show mercy to others, you're going to reap it. Amen. Amen. Now listen to this. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 36, which is the same of Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Now Matthew records Jesus saying, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven perfect. Now it's the same Sermon on the Mount in Luke that Luke is recorded. And Luke says this. And this spoke to me as I, I was reading. You know, you read something and you say, I read it before, but when we read it, and I say, Whoa, that spoke to me a little different. Saying Luke, 30, Luke 6, verse 36, really the same as Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, or 5, verse 48, and it, read, it reads as this Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. You want to be perfect? You want to be complete in God? Learn to be merciful. Learn to be merciful. Somebody did you wrong? Learn to be merciful. Somebody hurt your feelings? Learn to be merciful. Amen. Learn to forgive. Learn to let it go. Just let it go. Just say, God, help me to let it go. Amen. Amen. I can't do anything about what somebody did to me, but I can go to God and say, well, God, I don't want to hold this, so forgive me. Amen. Let's go to real quick to this man. So this man had been there 38 years, 38 years, real quick, and Jesus came to this man. He didn't come to anybody else, but he came to this man that have been there 38 years, he said, will thou be made whole? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be well in your body? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to have a new beginning? How many want to have a new beginning? Amen. You see, this man, this man here we're going to get into, he had been trapped in his imaginations that no one cared enough to help him. That no one wanted to be bothered with him. And sometimes, we can be trapped in the imaginations of our past. We get stuck in our past. We're always bringing it up, bringing it up. You're never going to get past, past your past until you stop talking about it. You can't do anything about it. It's over. Can I get and say it's over? Amen. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. Let it go. Amen. Got to let go of the bitterness. Let go of the, 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 the resentment. Let's all work together. Bitterness, hatred, all these things. You got to let it go. And say, Lord, I want to be whole. But this man, Jesus said, would I be made whole? The man began to make excuses. Every time I get ready to get down there to that pool, it seemed like somebody step over me and get in the pool. I'm trying to get there, Jesus. 
Start making excuses like we do. We make excuses. We start blaming others. We just like our first daddy, Adam. I mean, not you, but the Adam in the garden. <laughs> That's how we were, just like our dad. Adam. And the, he said, uh, God said, Adam. He said, oh, God, wait, 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 wait a minute, God. It's that woman you gave me. <laughs> Hello, it's that woman you gave me. And then God said to Eve, Eve, what are you doing? Well, it was the serpent. He made me do it. You know, the devil, no, Flip Wilson, the devil made me do it. Hello, how many remember that? The devil made me do it. And then so the Lord looked at the serpent, and the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, but Jesus didn't waste time with his excuses. He didn't waste time with his excuses. What did he say? He said, rise. Amen. Take up that bed and walk. Get up. It's time to get up out of your pity party. Get up out of your hurt feelings. Amen. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop beating yourself down. I'm here to help you. Amen. Amen. Stop whining and crying. Stop being a baby. Hello. We don't need your diapers changed every time you come to the church. You know, the pastor got to change your diapers. They got to give you milk and everything. Come on. We have diapers in the children's church. Well, we don't want those diapers tonight. We're going to get the victory. But I have my question to you. We're going to move on. My question to you, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole from all your sins, all your bad habits? Your bad habits, your bad company? Because evil communication corrupts good manners. You hang around people that are always cursing and lying and cheating and smoking. Pulling out those cigarettes. Oh, I got to get me another cigarette, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little down. I'm feeling a little easy. I got to get me a cigarette. Come here, a drink. Pass another drink. You don't need another drink. You need Jesus. Amen. You need to come to Jesus and taste of the water that he has. I guarantee you, if you come and taste of that water that he has, you'll never, you'll never go back to drinking. I guarantee you, you come to Jesus just as you are. He said, Lord, I got this problem with smoking. I want it, I want it gone. I guarantee you, you come in faith. God will deliver you. Amen. Be like my sister-in-law. She came to stay with us, and she was a smoker. And uh, we weren't going to allow it in the house. She could smoke all she wanted, but not in the house. So she came and stayed with us. So she gave her pack of cigarettes to my, to my wife. He said, well, hold on to these. My wife threw them away. And, uh, but you know what? She never asked for those cigarettes again. Wow. Never. Because in her mind, she was like, I don't need this anymore. She got saved. She got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. God can do it for you. I mean, God, how many believe God can do it for you? You don't have to keep feeling down and depressed. And like, oh, I don't know what to do. Just say, Jesus, make me whole. I want to get up out of my sorriness. I want to get up out of my spiritual laziness. Amen. I want to be more than a shallow Christian. Amen. Amen. God doesn't want us to be shallow Christians tonight. It's time to get up. And I want to close with this. I wasn't going to read it, but I want to read it. And sister can get ready to come and sing. Whoever's singing the altar call. Um, I want to share this, how Jesus was anointed to heal the brokenhearted. And I want to close in this area tonight. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Meaning, a person that has been crushed completely. The life has been shattered. Broken in pieces. And they feel like there's no hope. But there's hope in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. One thing I found out about hurt people, people that are hurt, they have a tendency to hurt others. 
you know, we really do, and we've been talking about it, we really do gotta let go of that hurt. It doesn't matter who it is, who it's coming from. We gotta say, God, give me the grace. Ask him, say, God, give me grace to really let go of this hurt. Because this is what the Bible says. Listen, the Lord is nice, Psalms 34, verse 18. The Lord is nigh to them of a broken heart. And you know, a man gave me a book maybe about two years ago. He passed away. Matter of fact, he went to the church of Miami. He did pass away. Good brother. Gave me this book that he had written two and a half years ago about men hurt too. You know, first when he gave me the book, you know. But you know, I begin to think about that. You know, men hurt too. And they do things that they shouldn't do to their bodies because they're hurting. That's why they're doing it. They're hurting on the inside. And right here in this Bible, right here in this, this scripture, said the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart. That means a heart, that's what this means, a heart bursting with hurt. Just bursting. Hurting. Nobody knows, but God knows. They're covering it up. But they're hurting. But God wants to help you tonight. Amen. Amen. God wants to repair your life, wants to restore you. And this is a verse I'm going to close with us, sister, as Pastor, get ready to come. Isaiah 57, verse 15, because Jesus is ready to revive us, repair us, restore us. We were even talking about remodel. He's ready to remodel us. Amen. Amen. He's ready to give us a great remodel. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? If you're a homeowner, you know, sometimes you want to remodel the home. You know, he wants to remodel this home. Yes. Amen. He wants to renovate this home. Amen. And so here in Isaiah 57, verse 15, and forgive me, I did go a little long tonight, so forgive me, please. But Isaiah 57, verse 15, the Bible says, For thus saith the high and lofty one, that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. He said, I dwell in the high and holy place. Listen to this. With him or her, with him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Listen to this. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. When you think about a humble spirit, a contrite spirit, what do you think about preacher? One that's crushed. One that is despondent. But here the Lord said, revive, and here it means, I'm ready to repair you. Amen. I'm ready to recover you. I'm ready to renew you. I'm ready to make your life Amen. so much better. Amen. But you got to be willing to do what I ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Come to me. Yes. Give me your life. Amen. Repent of your sins, and I'll make it new again. As you bow your heads and close your eyes and reverence to God as the pastor comes. With heads bowed and eyes closed, these altars are open. So let me just tell you, first of all, if God's already dealt with your heart about something that you need, come right now. Come right now say, you know what, God, I need something. I need to meet with you about something. And tonight, if you need to receive something, you know, we all need Jesus Christ. The pastor needs Jesus. The pastor's wife needs Jesus. But Jesus is here and his hand is open. Say, preacher, how do I get something from God? His hand's already open. All you've got to do is open yours. And he'll dump that thing right into your spirit, right into your heart. Jesus is here to restore. He's here to make new. He's here to forgive. And he is here to take us forward. Forward, though, forgetting those things which are behind you. 
You know what, tonight, maybe you just need to take something. Take something to the altar and leave it there. Take something to the altar, maybe something physical, but maybe something spiritual, and just leave it there at the altar. Tonight, God, I'm going to leave that pain at the altar. I'm going to leave that failure at the altar. Maybe I'm going to leave that pack of cigarettes at the altar. God is done. And I'm going to get Jesus and what he has for me. Lord, we lift you up, Jesus, in each heart and each life. Lord, we ask that you would speak, God. Let your glory fill the sanctuary. Lord, restore and revive men and women. God, you're able. He's able tonight. He's able tonight. Say, God, I'm ready. He's able tonight. God bless our brother right now in Jesus' name. God heal our brother. God bless our brother in Jesus' name. God bless Coxie, Lord. Help her to receive you and receive your blessings, your healing power in Jesus' precious name. Tonight, all you've got to do, I'm going to help you out, is you just say, Jesus. You see, God knows exactly what to do. He's the great physician. He has not one case of malpractice. He knows exactly where the hurt is. Just say, Jesus. If you think you're ready to quit, if you think things are about to fall apart, Jesus. Jesus. It's going to fall apart, Jesus. Jesus will not let you fall apart. Jesus will not let it fall apart. Jesus will help you. Jesus will be there. Jesus knows where it hurts and Jesus can touch it. Jesus can heal it. Jesus can make it new. He can anoint your eyes with eye salve. He can make you new. He can make you new. This is God is moving. Don't, don't, don't miss your blessings tonight. God is moving. He's spoken to your heart. Get what you need from Him right now. Holy Spirit, Lord, this is your house. God, this is your battle, God. This is your house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy house of prayer. 
been a different service. Why don't we stand? We're going to dismiss. There is a song. It's on page 206, but you probably know it. We're just going to sing the very first verse. The song is called Amazing Grace. You know, God has a grace that is nothing short of amazing. And it was written by a man who was a filthy, wicked slave trader. Say, preacher, a slave trader. But you know what? It wasn't the grace of God. It was the amazing Grace that saved John Newton and made him into a preacher. <laughs> Say, preacher, you mean he could do that with him and he could do that with anybody? It doesn't matter how deep or how wrong or how evil the sin is, it's how great and wonderful and healing the blood is. The amazing grace of God. Let's sing. We're going to sing that as unto the Lord. Sing it from your heart. If you already know the song, let's just sing it unto the Lord. And you know what? That amazing grace is here tonight. It's still in 2022. Are you ready, sister? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved, that saved. sing it through again but just the word praise God okay praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God
praise you this evening. We thank all the saints. We can just praise him as we leave. We're going to leave with praise. We thank you. Just like blind Bartimaeus, he began to praise you and he didn't stop until he got your attention. God, that we can get your attention. You inhabit the praises of Israel. That we can receive your healing, receive your restoration, and receive a needy heart. We can be restored, lifted up by the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we praise you and honor you. Bring us back tomorrow to get something more. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.